Are you struggling to find the right broker to take advantage of opportunities in the market? Are you looking to trade commodities, shares, or even crypto? Even if you don't know much about trading, you can learn all about it by visiting Capital.com's website. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. Capital.com is a global trading platform with over half a million users. Visit Capital.com and start your trading journey today. Welcome to Conversations with Lulu. My name is Lulu Hazan. I'm an entrepreneur living in Dubai, an investor, a mother, and your host. My guest today is Cédric Petis. Cédric is an athlete. He's an entrepreneur and a long-term health and wellness advisor for His Excellency Mohammed Al-Gargawi, the Minister of Cabinet Affairs for the UAE. So health and wellness have become center stage, especially after COVID. It's no longer a tick in the box. And there are very few health and wellness experts like Cedric that are working alongside government officials and business leaders to help them create healthier environments for themselves, their companies, and their city. You can learn more about Cedric and his company, BCAN, on my website. You can visit conversationswithlulu.com and check out this episode and read more about it. Before we continue, I have some pretty good news. So the show is now supported by Astrolabs. Astrolabs is a digital building capability company. Basically what they do is they help you scale your business. And they have a special offer exclusively for the listeners of Conversations with Lulu. You get a 500 discount on any of the courses offered by Astrolabs Academy. They offer courses covering uh, social media, digital media, machine learning, coding, Uh, and more. So you can get an exclusive discount of 500 dirhams through Astrolabs Academy. There are also other discounts on the the services that they offer from company formation in UAE and in Saudi and co-working spaces. All you need to do is visit the link astrolabs.com slash Lulu and Lulu is L-O-U-L-O-U to get your exclusive discount. So once again, you can visit Astrolabs dot com slash lulu to get your discount for now let's tune in to cedric you know when we were messaging on your on your whatsapp you have a photo of you and uh, and his highness uh, sheikh hamdan jumping uh, obstacles so uh, why don't we start with this how does a you know a frenchman end up ends up uh, working out with uh, excellencies and, uh, and princes here in dubai it's, uh, it was a wonderful journey and uh, amazing experiences. Um, I've been living in Dubai for the last 20 years now. And uh, somehow I felt in love with, with the country. I felt in love with the culture. And, and now I can really say that Dubai is home to me. Uh, it was very important for me to have my uh, two daughters being born and raised in Dubai. So now it's on their passport, uh, born in Dubai. And for the rest of their life, they will be connected with this beautiful country. And uh, yes, it was it was beautiful experiences, and I think it's all about connecting and meeting with with the right people. It's all about you know um, interaction with with others, and, and I've been blessed uh, to count uh, uh, amazing friends around me, a lot of UAE nationals, 
Uh, but you're an athlete, right? Yeah, at, uh, I study sports and sciences. Um, so I was really since um, you know since a little boy, uh, I was just really into uh, into physical activity, climbing trees, being in the mud, you know, <laughs> and going uh, home with a lot of bruises. My uncle actually was a, a professional kickboxer. He was part of the French team. Um, so you know, sports, physical activity was you know always in the in the DNA of, of my family and. And somehow I've been groomed uh, to look after myself uh, through uh, fitness. You work a lot with uh, with government. You've been working with uh, His Excellency Mohammed Al Gargawi uh, since you came here, correct? Yes. So actually, I've been blessed to uh, to get to know His Excellency, and and actually everything started in 2007. Uh, at that time, His Excellency was at Davos at the World Economic Forum, and he has discussion with other. Amazing uh, leaders on how to fight the rise of uh, chronic conditions through corporate wellness initiatives, and and uh, that was an idea that struck into uh, his excellency mind, and and somehow he find me. And uh, and you were at Davos. I was not at Davos. I was okay. uh, I, I was in Dubai, but uh, I don't know how. Somehow I received a phone call from uh, from his offices, and his excellency wanted to meet me, and then. Um, Yes, I mean, and, and then basically uh, he appointed me to turn his vision into uh, into action, into business reality, and that was uh, so in 2007 during uh, Eastern Year uh, as a chairman for for Dubai Holding. So basically, under his vision and under his leadership, uh, we uh, formalized the first uh, comprehensive corporate corporate wellness program in the Middle East, which was very innovative at that time. Okay. Um, so, but all the credit obviously to. Uh, to his excellency and how he brought this concept of wellness uh, to this part of the world. So when you when you say wellness, just briefly for the benefit of everyone listening, what does wellness cover today? Because I know there's many aspects to exactly. wellness. So this is a very good question. I mean, traditionally there is different wellness dimensions and, and, and the, the common one that people understand is the, the, the physical wellness. Yes. And it's all about physical activity, it's about healthy nutrition, and it's about sleep also. But there are other dimensions such as intellectual wellness with how we can stimulate our mind uh, to learn and to, to discover new skills. Uh, there is the social wellness also or social well-being aspect, how we can create healthy relationship with, with others, with family members, but uh, with, with co-workers. Okay. Um, there is the spiritual wellness, uh, the financial wellness. So there are different uh, wellness dimensions and obviously based on the vision of leaders, based on the visions, uh, or the specific requirement of the organizations, you will have a dimension that will be more core, more primary, mm -hmm. and other dimension that might be secondary. Very difficult to tackle all of them in once. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about about that because you're you're part of the Dubai Future Council for Health and Well-being. Um, so there is a council at a national level that is right. looking at everyone's uh, wellness and, uh, and health. So what kind of like items are on the agenda of a, of a council like this so what are you know what is the uh, dubai government uh, looking at so the those council were uh, an initiative from uh, Hamdan, and they were very forward thinking so basically there's not just there is one council on health and well-being but there are uh, other councils on, on ai transportation and so on and so on and the role of those councils is really to uh, uh, shape the future and look at uh, innovation, uh, innovative ideas on how we can really, in our specific field, which is health and wellness, how we can uh, come up with uh, innovative uh, innovative idea for uh, for the good of tomorrow. 
So basically, it's all about uh, strategy development, it's all about uh, reporting, but much more than that, it's all about also uh, implementing uh, activities, strategy, having an impact uh, so on Dubai. Can you give an world. example? Is it, is it uh, events? Is it, uh, you know, like before COVID, we used to have a lot of these uh, events in Dubai, um, fitness on the beach and yoga on the beach and you have yeah. the, all the races obviously you have the Dubai Marathon is this what we're talking about or we're talking beyond that? It's, it's beyond that so obviously in the health and well-being council there is the health component and it can be for example how we can uh, enhance uh, the techniques for uh, health surgery for example. For? Health surgery for okay. example so it could be at that level so something very specific to the specific interventions um, how we can enhance that through AI and through uh, robotics and all these uh, uh, innovations. But it could be something a bit more holistic and now we're entering into the wellness sphere is how we can, in order to avoid uh, heart disease or heart conditions, how we can really support the populations uh, for adopting healthy behavior so that we can prevent uh, or reduce uh, the amount of stroke, for example. Okay. So it's, it's, it's very broad and obviously with the council we're working on on uh, different uh, aspect. Uh, okay, so what's going to happen post COVID now uh, with uh, with health and health and wellness? Is there something that you can share with us? Uh, are, is it going to be? Do we gonna? Are we going to have to learn to live with it, or is it going to be uh, over well, behind from, us? Uh, 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 in my side, I look at it from uh, from a business standpoint and from a wellness standpoint. I think COVID nineteen was uh, an accelerator of the. Uh, biggest business trans uh, business transformation that we ever seen in the last decades. Uh, it's becoming more and more normal now for for people to work from home or to work remotely. Uh, flexibility uh, is becoming the norms now for uh, every organizations. I mean, it's it's happened so suddenly that uh, we didn't have or companies and leaders uh, didn't have the choice uh, than only uh, adjust very very quickly. Yeah. Um, and obviously they realize now and leaders realize that the health and well-being of their employees is paramount. Um, so before uh, health and wellness or corporate wellness was kind of a tick of the box, you know, mm -hmm. uh, initiatives. Nice okay. to have. It's good to have, it's nice to have, it's kind of having a band aid. But now they realize it's, it's essential uh, for companies to flourish. So I strongly believe that uh, wellness initiatives going to stay. Uh, wellness now are more and more part of the business framework of organizations. Similar than the HR department or finance department, now you will see one more wellness department with chief wellness officer or, or yes. head of wellness or depending on, on the specific title. But wellness is a business uh, in general. And when you look at business as a well, whole, it's a $4.5 trillion industry. So wellness is a business and obviously wellness is essential as individuals. So when we talk about employees, sometimes we forgot that they're not just employees, they're people. They're husbands, wives, they've got kids, uh, they are friends, you know, so they, they've got their own life, they've got their specific requirements, specific yeah. obligations, their own challenges. So now more and more companies are looking at employees, not just as employees, but as people. Part of your work is you advise governments and you also advise uh, corporate clients. Um, so, so when you work with corporate clients today, what is, you know, what is the, the main concern that they're trying to tackle? So you said companies need to be agile. We need to change the way how we look at our employees and, and so on. But yes. Can you give maybe some examples of uh, you know, what are companies trying to address today? 
So many issues, for example, as, as, as employees, we are operating a specific setup, which is the office environment. Yeah. And uh, obviously it's all about the office ergonomic, for example, if you spend a lot of hours on your chair, you might have some back problems. So we also uh, look into the specific aspect, you having lightings that might create some, some headache also, how we can uh, make sure that the lighting is, 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 is the right one was, okay. uh, for employees, it's about air quality. So uh, you look at all these aspects personally exactly. and uh, through your consulting work. Exactly, exactly. So it's how we can make sure that employees are working in a very uh, healthy environment or working environment so that they can, they can thrive. So again, it's all about the setup, which, you call, which I call it uh, the, the office well-being, but it's also about nutrition, how we can make sure that employees are fed with the right uh, food uh, at work, how we can educate them. Because we, you know, if you have a very heavy meals, you know, high in carbs, high in fat, uh, maybe after your meals, you, you, you're gonna fall asleep for, mm -hmm. for half an hour on, on your computer, and it's not something that, that we want. Uh, so healthy food option is very, very important. Physical activity also, how we can make sure that employees are much more active during the day. Uh, and that's not just for, they, uh, for them to feel good physically, but also mentally, you know, how you can distress and, and relax from work. Uh, okay. How we can stimulate the brain also, you know, how we can stimulate the curiosity so they want to learn more and, and discover new things. Uh, so uh, this is back to the, the well-being that I mentioned that we just discussed earlier. So my role as, as an advisor and as a strategist is really to set up uh, obviously the overall strategy, uh, what's the vision, what's the wellness visions, what does it mean for the leaders of, of these companies, uh, what should be the governance structure, who does what, you know, so wellness needs to be uh, handled by a specific uh, ecosystems, uh, which are the key well-being dimensions that we want to focus on, emotional okay. well-being, physical well-being, intellectual well-being, and then how we can deliver that. But also what's very important is about KPIs, you know, how we can assess the success of what we are doing. Uh, so, as we all know that we cannot change what we can measure, so it's very important also to, to track that, to make sure that we are successful in, okay. in everything we, we are doing. Okay. So, you work with large companies, right? I work so, with it's large not the small companies. Yeah, usually it's large company, governmental and private company. Okay. Uh, at the moment, I'm the wellness advisor at the Dubai Future Foundation, uh, working closely with Excellency Khalfan Belul. Uh, I'm also the wellness advisor for Expo 2020. So this is what I do as, uh, from a corporate wellness standpoint. Okay, you know, I was chatting to my husband. He, he works for Apple. Apple obviously is a, is a big company. And he was telling me they have a company-wide fitness challenge yep. where, where they all have to, you know, they have nearly 20,000 teams okay. competing um, to close their rings and, and there's benefits and rankings. Yes. Do you, do you, is, is there um, something like that happening here? Yeah, so basically, you know, something which is very important, it's uh, improving the level of physical activity among employees. Yeah. And uh, you know the common, uh, um, let's say, uh, barriers that people are mentioning. Oh, I don't have time. It's too hot. It's too cold. There is always, it's two somethings, always. Yes. But movement, walking, everyone can walk, you know? So you don't need to go to the gym. You don't need to, to lift weight. Yes, you need it's, to walk it's every too day. hot. That's the excuse. Always, <laughs> there is always something. It's to this or less of that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but walking, everyone can, can walk. So basically what, what we have established, it's, uh, it's called uh, um, uh, walking challenges uh, for employees. And much more important than that is not just challenges, it's wellness KPIs. Meaning that for the Dubai Future Foundation, for example, there is a specific uh, KPIs of employees that is part of their uh, performance appraisal systems. Okay. So every employee needs to complete 10,000 steps a day. 
on average. It's part of their appraisal. Exactly, exactly. And that's what I'm talking about, embedding this concept of wellness within the business framework of a company. Uh, it's not something nice to do. It's mandatory for employees to complete those 10,000 wow. steps a day on average. And this is part of the uh, wellness KPIs. So are you, are you personally with the approach of like, because you spoke about corporate clients kind of embedding these fat, fitness uh, um, plans, let's say, into appraisals and so on. So are you personally with the idea of making it almost mandatory or are you personally of the view that we need to be more patient and we need to wait and educate and, and train, etc.? It's a very good question. Like, how do you actually instill change? You know, do you have to make it happen or Look, you have to wait? It's all about uh, it is an evolution or a revolution. So it's really, really difficult to change uh, habits, to change people's lifestyle. It's very difficult because you're dealing about uh, culture, you're dealing about uh, habits that you got since childhood. Yes. Um, so it's it's tough. Um, look, ultimately, uh, we need to educate employees. Uh, and this is a top priority to make them understand why it's very important for them to look after their own health and well-being. And then as an organization, we need to create an ecosystem, an environment which is supporting healthy behaviors. Now, how to do that, how to motivate employees, it's always a million dollar questions and people react to, to different triggers, you know. So some people, it would be, they just want to look good, you know, which is very primitive and pragmatic, but it's, 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 a, mm -hmm. it's a reality also. Some people, they want to feel good, you know, it's how you feel, you know. Uh, for other people, it will be about socializing with, with others, with colleagues. It might be, uh, I just want to, to have fun also, you know, maybe, uh, you know, you, you want to uh, discover uh, new skills also. So wellness means different things for, for different people. And as an organization, we need to focus on, on different triggers to, to tackle that. And some people, maybe, you know, they will react more to specific rewards. Could be financial reward. It could be uh, something which uh, uh, an appreciations. Uh, Is there something that works more than others? And from your experience, what well, works more? If there is hundred people, there will be a hundred different uh, oh, okay. uh, answers and, and, and requirement. But uh, ultimately, I strongly believe that you need to create a specific framework, uh, and that's some of the failure that I saw with uh, specific organizations that they look at wellness uh, or the, the wellness of the employees as a as a kind of team building activities. Yeah. They do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but yeah. it doesn't work. It's not sustainable. Uh, you don't see any real improvement. You don't see any progress. And, and that's why sometimes uh, corporate wellness initiatives, they've got not a good reputation. You know, you've got a little bit of a budget for that and okay, yeah. let's do whatever they want 100%. to do. 100%. I think probably that's the biggest challenge because maybe, maybe the companies themselves don't take it seriously. Yeah, or they don't know. Uh, and yeah. as you said, they put in a little bit of budget, let's do a team building activity and that's, and it. that's it. But it's, it's beyond that. The box and it's much more, exactly. So that's why it's very important and that's what I do with those companies is to have a clear vision and have a, a, a strategy that supports the vision. It's extremely mm. important. But you um, need buy-in, like there, there has to be full-on buy-in from the, the leadership of this 100%. company. 100%. It's or it's about, not going to work. You're so right. It's, it's a leadership by example. And obviously, leaders need to believe uh, in the values of employee well-being. That's why also it's very important to develop. They have to be fit themselves, maybe. 100%. 100%. That's why it's very important to create an executive wellness program. And this, this is how we started with, uh, at Dubai Holding, you know. So we created, before uh, developing a fully-fledged wellness program for the company, we, we have uh, created an executive wellness program for all the executive chairman of the company. 
And on a monthly basis, there were a set of KPIs that I, I was reporting to uh, His Excellency Mohamed Al-Gargawi. So this is how we started, to make sure that the leaders understand the values of, yes. of being fit, both physically and, and mentally. And then when, when those leaders really understand and have been through a specific process, a specific experiences, they will be much more yeah. supportive. So it's, it's really, as, as a human being, we tend to stay in our own framework and, and being comfortable. It's very hard, you see people that are proactive and that uh, they want to get out of the comfort zone. Yeah. So we need to take employees through a specific journey, through specific experiences. Similar than with our kids, you know, you learn through practices. Yes. If you don't know, if you don't experience it, you know, it's okay. Anyway, I think the Dubai government has been amazing. I don't know, probably more active, uh, unless they have better PR, but they're much more active physically than you feel the private sector. I mean, you see Sheikh Hamdan, uh, you know, cycling with entrepreneurs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You see him in the Spartan races. Uh, you see people from government, uh, you know, doing the, the marathon or doing other activities. So it's, they're really forward thinking or, uh, you know, fitness is quite important, clearly. Uh, 100%, I think uh, fitness, sport, wellness is part of the DNA of Dubai. And uh, we are very blessed to have leaders, obviously Zainesh Sheikh Mohammed also, uh, he's an athlete in, in Australia, he's yes. a champion. Obviously, you mentioned his INSS Hamdan also, uh, which is a champion and he likes to discover new activities. So, it's the only country It's nice in the to world. work with people like it's that. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's the only it's... countries in the world that I know, that I'm aware of, where the leaders of these beautiful countries are really uh, um, fitness champion. It's, it's unbelievable. And then, what's make Dubai very unique, it's the uh, very um, unique uh, mindset of its government. Traditionally, innovations all around the world come from private organizations. In Dubai, it's not the case. Uh, the government is an incubator of uh, innovation, is an incubator of talent. Uh, they are breaking boundaries and, you know, and when we say impossible, it's not in the UAE vocabulary. It's true. Yeah. And it's not just beautiful words. They okay. live and they make it happen, you know, pushing the boundaries on a daily basis. So I, I grew up in, uh, in Lebanon, um, you know, sports, I mean, we don't really have uh, sports at a comp competitive level. We have, of course, uh, some uh, breakthrough individuals that uh, are quite resilient and they invest in their training and so on and, and they make it to, uh, you know, to competitive sports, but it's not part of, um, you know, how we grew up. So I feel it's the same here. I have a, a feeling or even maybe across the, the region. Um, whereas in Europe, for example, and in the US, it's part of like the DNA to be into sports from a very, very young age, right? And uh, you have, uh, you have uh, it's accessible uh, to be able to compete. So how do you, how do you address, um, how do you address that, for example? Well, uh like how do you get young people active here? More and more, yes, uh, correct. And I think the key HDA and, and, and the school are doing a fantastic job to really uh, make sure that uh, physical activity is part of the, the courses of, of kids. Because it's very important to uh, embed uh, these specific uh, activities at a young age. Because you know at specific age yeah. you're going to learn motricity, then you need to develop uh, coordinations, then you need to develop uh, agility. So based on specific age, you're going to develop and focus on specific skills. And if you don't do that, if you don't learn that at a young age, then it's going to be very difficult as an adult to, uh, uh, to master that. Let's say if you don't learn cycling you know, at a young age, 
you know, try to teach uh, uh, yeah. a 30 years old or swimming to or ride a bike or to swim. Yeah, exactly. It's really difficult. Possible, but difficult. So uh, you're right, you need to start at uh, at early age. But going back to the corporate wellness world, you know, uh, in Dubai, we have a very active population. And when I mean active, it's people that work. So the majority of people living in Dubai, they are working. So the workplace, naturally, is the perfect setup uh, to institute behavioral changes. And again, it's not just about physical activity. Physical activity is one of just component, mm -hmm. but Again, uh, it's about educated employees to look after themselves mentally also, you know, it's about how we can uh, stimulate their mind to learn new skills, you know, how you can uh, also become a little bit more curious, how you can think differently, uh, how you can develop uh, your cognitive skills, your interpersonal skills. So give us some, uh, give us some examples, like in terms of, uh, you know, the, because you, you said it's not much more than the physical well-being, it's also yes. the mental. Uh, well-being and it's it's all over now right yes. I mean mental uh, mindfulness and, and all of that meditating um, even my watch pings me yeah. you know three times a day it tells me to breathe I look at it and I don't do it <laughs> what's wrong with us you know you, we have something at our risk telling us you know yeah. it's time to breathe and, uh, and it's just uh, we bombarded by stimulus all day long you know you've got so many notifications in, in your phone so we really need to learn also how to disconnect from technology. So technology should be an enabler, something that makes life easier, better. But quite often, as human beings, we have a tendency to abuse uh, systems and uh, really to push, uh, to push the button. So phones, now mobile device, uh, it's becoming uh, something which is, instead of uh, adding value to our life, creating some issues. To an extent that now there is a retreat for individuals uh, that are addicted to uh, phones <laughs> or to social media. So they go to a specific retreat, they spend a fortune on how they can uh, detox from technology and social media. It's crazy. I mean, look at kids also those days, you know, you've got children and they spend, if you leave them, they spend hours and hours on the tablet and mm. then you ask them to do some uh, creative activities, painting, drawing or climbing trees and playing outside. They, they don't want to do that anymore. So this is a role as a parent to educate our children to disconnect from technology. So but how do you do it? Give us, I mean, you're... you're I eat them very you're the You're the expert. <laughs> so tell us, how do you do it? You have two children. Yeah. Um, so how do you keep them active? It's, it's a tough battle, but as a parent, you know, we need to put some uh, guidelines and, and boundaries. So for us, with my wife, it's all about we agree together that it's no more than one hour a day. And on weekends, two hours a day. Is on with the, tablet, the tablets. On the tablet. Yeah. And that's it. And the okay. rest of the time, we want them to play with, you know. But do you take them? Because I feel like with my children, I feel that, um, I don't know, I feel that children are very um, sensitive to uh, like their role models, right? And what they do. Yes. So I think that if you want to get your kids active, you have to be active yourself. A little bit on the business opportunity in, uh, in wellness. So you said it's a $4.5 trillion industry globally. Yes. Um, technology is definitely coming in fast, especially post-COVID. Yes. So do you, where do you see are the opportunities maybe in this part of the world for entrepreneurs uh, and businesses that are looking to... Uh, uh, you know, for for opportunities in the health uh, healthcare sector, yeah. are there are there any recommendations or areas you feel uh, are right for disruption? Yeah. 
So now there is a lot of opportunities uh, in our field in the, in, the, in the wellness sectors, especially through, uh, through app now, obviously. Uh, it's all about how we can uh, have solutions that can make us uh, more aware on our existing current health uh, conditions how we can anticipate uh, issues. So there are plenty of apps now and more and more apps in development that are going to focus on that, on how we can improve our physical and our mental capabilities. Prevention. Prevention. Preventive medicines, I think it's, uh, it's going to be more and more mainstream now and again more and more uh, adopted in the years to come. And the reason is that we individuals are going to have much more control towards that. It's not doctors anymore, it's us. We're going to have a better control uh, towards our own health and well-being. And obviously, uh, AI and digitalization and apps going to play a, a big role. Okay. So startups, yeah, obviously there is, I mean, now there are thousands of startups that are yeah. working. Because uh, now, like, from what I see on the on the healthcare side, at least in this part of the world, I see a lot of like telemedicine, uh, basically, especially with COVID, when people yeah. couldn't actually go see a doctor. Yes. Um, I've seen uh, uh, mental health, startups uh, basically uh, but i haven't seen uh, like technologies that are you know integrating maybe more and more with people or uh, or even on the like on the hospital side and, uh, and on that front it's it's all about you know something very uh, interesting and i've been in contact with a few companies it's it's all about uh, the after meaning like telemedicine is very important so You've got a diagnosis from from the doctor, and then what? Mm. You know, so when you know you've got some specific uh, conditions, yes. who's going to help you to fix that? You know, so it's how you can really uh, connect the um, service providers uh, with hospitals and doctors so that can better support you. So it's the preventive aspect, but also it's how you can deliver specific mm. services to help you then uh, live a better life. So everything related to uh, physiotherapy, uh, to nutrition, uh, physical activity, uh, sleeping and other uh, disorder that you might have needs to be a bit... Uh, sleep seems to be a big area now. Sleep is... I mean, look at my face. You know, I don't sleep enough. I'm the one that needs to sleep I was going to say, you look very... Uh, you look great. I Not mean, at all. That's because you were training. Uh, I just trained this morning, morning, yeah. And that's helped me, uh, you know, exercising at least to, to be alert and, and, and kind of focused during the day. But sleeping is the most, let's say, uh, underrated kind of uh, wellness notions, you know. There is some stigma related to that, you know, if yes. you... And napping, you know, having a power nap, you know, it's fantastic, you know, like uh, uh, when I was in... Sp my mother is Spanish and when I, when I was kids, you know, we, we used to nap and I hated that when I was kids, but now I, I will pay to, uh, to have some nap uh, to an extent that companies like Apple, where your, your husband is working, they've got this nap or sleeping pod. Oh. Uh, they have uh, fitness nap classes, believe it or not, you know, in New York, there is some studios where... There is a specific bed and with mattresses and, and cushions. And when you go there to, to sleep for 45 minutes yeah. in a group environment, because people need to sleep, uh, you need to restore your, uh, your vital functions and, and, and to, to refresh your mind also. Mm. So also sleeping, it's, I think, uh, some things that are going to really uh, grow in the years to come. Yeah. What else other than sleep? What is like an area that you feel is uh, underrated and now it's, I mean, it's becoming more mainstream or it's really important? Look, there is the, 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 the basic, which is about uh, movement, physical activity, which is about nu nutrition, uh, which is about, uh, um, so we talk about sleeping, uh, socializing, but something which is a bit underrated now is reconnecting with nature, which is very important. 
uh, as human, we used to live in, in the wild, in the, in, in the outside world, and, and reconnecting with, with nature is becoming, or, or it's something very, very essential, you know, uh, touching the grass, uh, the sand, having the, the light, you know, the sun on our skin. Mm -hmm. uh, is this something uh, good for the mind or? Yes, yes, it's, it's very good for the mind. I mean, when was the last time we've been walking uh, barefoot on, on the grass, you know? When was the last time you really uh, feel reconnected with, with Earth? Uh, these are also some human needs and, and obviously living in a fast-paced city like Dubai, mm -hmm. or you go to New York and London, Paris, all these big cities and more and more now there is this movement of uh, uh, people walking barefoot in parks, you know, because it makes them feel so much better and, and much more grounded and really it's, uh, it's kind of a, a, a therapy, you know. So instead of spending money against to see a, a psychologist, just remove your shoes, spend some time outdoor, vitamin D, obviously, which is uh, something that we all need uh, in this part of the world is very important. So spend as much time as you can outside. Gardening also, you know, looking after plant. So all those things, it's not just being outside, but it's again reconnected with nature. You know, when you look after plants, uh, obviously you nurture them, you see them growing, you put them some water. Mm -hmm. It's like little babies, you know, and it feels good when you see them uh, growing gracefully. And it's, you know, it's, it makes you feel happy. So uh, what's your advice to all of us uh, regular folks that are, you know, maybe want to get somewhere but don't know how to or unable to? It's all about, you know, uh, how uh, life, our health is very, very precious. And quite often we are very reactive. We only responding to episodes. When you're sick, you realize that, you know, like you really need to look after yourself mm -hmm. and you can have a family, uh, fame, fortunes, if you really, really think, I mean, stuck to your bed, this is irrelevant and you will pay everything you can to feel better. And it's really, really sad because this seems like a beautiful world and beautiful talk, but it's a sad reality. And I saw so many people around me passing away because they were careless with their own health and well-being. So it's not going to be perfect, but you need to look after yourself. Then it doesn't is something different to you and me. You need to create your own ecosystems. Uh, that will support your own aspirations and that will make you feel better physically and mentally. And all of that needs to be driven by the notion of pleasures. What's the point to go to a gym or to be on a treadmill if you hate that? What's the point to eat salad every day if you, if you hate that, you know? So you need to find something that stimulates you, that makes you feel happy, that makes you feel good. And, uh, you know, it could be dancing, is playing outside with your dog, wh whatever it is, you know, disconnecting from obviously uh, social media technology, even from your husband and from your kids, having some personal time just for you so that you can reconnect with yourself. Because sometimes we forget that we are also individuals. Yeah. We're not just mother or fathers or parents or, you know, we are us also. So it's very important sometimes to look after ourselves. Yeah. It's not being selfish, but if you don't feel good, how can you give uh, good things to people around you at home with your family members and at work? So that will be my uh, one DRAM uh, advice to people is to uh, be a bit more organized with, with their own health and well-being because most of us are well organized at work, you know. We follow things by the book at work. When we go to meetings, we go to meetings, we're on time traditionally. When you need to deliver something, we're doing it. What about our own health, which is extremely important also? We don't do that. So maybe we need to align our own set of incentives or, uh, you know, because oh. at work, you know, if you don't go to the meeting, you're yeah. fired. Yeah. Right, so or your livelihood is uh, is at stake there. But with your health, maybe 
maybe maybe it's that maybe it's finding that right uh, incentive yeah whatever work for you maybe is to buy this new dress that you always wanted is a bit yeah. expensive but you deserve it because you've been looking after yourself maybe it's having a nice pizza you know on, on the weekend with your kids and you know you you reward yourself and it's very very important so again people they're gonna uh, react or be motivated by by uh, different trigger but uh, it's really really important to uh, you know to to focus on on yourself and and I'm keep also uh, I cannot emphasize more on the notion of of pleasure. It needs to be fun. It needs to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's something that you hate, it's not going to be sustainable. Do you want it or not? How bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. It's in you. No one can do it for you. You know, it's the only thing that you cannot outsource. It's your own health. Okay, just one. I want one one word and or okay. two word answers from you. Just uh, four questions. What's your best workout song? My best workout? Oh, at the moment I'm into like an uh, old school uh, hip hop song. Old school hip hop? Yeah. Okay, any specific song? Uh, no, I'm into. Uh, like Dr. Dre? Like yeah, it's uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, okay. you know, those kind of uh, very, very old school. Yeah. Okay, um, Guilty Pleasure? I don't feel guilty, you know, that's what I mentioned. That's why I don't feel guilty at all. But again, pancake, I love pancake, I love ice cream, you know. Okay. So it's on a weekend for sure, I will have one of them. Okay. 100%. Um, do you have a favorite book or a book that you'd recommend for us on, uh, on the topic on wellness? I should read more, you know, I'm not a good reader, but uh, recently I read a book from John Senai. Uh, okay. And. Um, it's very, very, it's called The Future How, and he has another book called The Future Now. Fantastic, and I had a chance also to uh, interview him uh, uh, about his book, and I was blown away, you know. So that's Is something it on wellness or something else? It's, it's about, yeah, it's about uh, not just wellness, but about, uh, you know, the, the future, how the future is going to look like, and how we can also uh, flourish uh, in this future. Okay. Uh, very pragmatic, very simple. There are short book, ebook, you can find it online. Uh, you can download them. So the future how and the future now? Yes, yeah, okay. from John Senai. Fantastic, John Senai. yeah. Okay. Uh, fa- uh, any regrets? Biggest regret? No, look, it's part of our uh, experiences. You know, sometimes we do silly things. Sometimes we wish that we could have done things differently. But ultimately, it's who we are, you know. Uh, Professor Gilovich from Cornwall University used to say, we are the sum of our experiences. And it's so true. We have good experiences, bad experiences. And... And hopefully we learn from them and, and you know, and, and, and we grow. Uh, so no regret, no. Good. Okay. Any, any kind of overlooked workout that uh, is very kind of simple but very effective? Stretching. Stretching? Yes. Oh, okay. Stretching. I never stretch. It's so important. You know, quite Before often... Before or after? Uh, before uh, doing some kind of ballistic stretching, but uh, mainly after. And quite often, you know, we spend a lot of time sitting. You wake up, you know, you have your breakfast, you sit. You take your car, you sit. You go to the office, you sit. You've got meeting, you sit. Go back home, you drive, you sit, and so on and so on. So quite often, you've got back pain. And usually back pain is nothing to do with, with the chair. You can have the best ergonomic chair in the world. Uh, it's not going to help. But because you spend a lot of time sitting, that uh, hamstrings start to contract and to retract and to get shortened, which uh, pull uh, the pelvis inside, and the pelvis going inside push your lower back. So what we need to do is to stretch. So we need to relieve uh, tension from our hamstring and from our glutes. 
in order to uh, release back pain. So okay. one thing is very important for people that listen, if you are suffering from back pain, stretch your glutes and stretch your hamstring. How? how? Just how we do it now, sitting, put one leg in front, just bend over. You put your ankle on your knees and just bend over. And this behind your desk, no one's gonna see that. Okay. And you do that every day, 20 seconds one side, 20 seconds the other side. Like you stretch for two, three minutes every day and you're gonna be safe, no back pain ever. I can guarantee you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Conversations with Lulu. I really hope you enjoyed it. As usual, uh, your comments and your feedback is extremely helpful. You can reach out to me for guest recommendations, for collaborations, for sponsorship requests on conversationswithlulu.com slash contact. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter at Lulu Hazen. Uh, I wish you a great day and see you again in a few weeks. Are you struggling to find the right broker to take advantage of opportunities in the market? Are you looking to trade commodities, shares, or even crypto? Even if you don't know much about trading, you can learn all about it by visiting Capital.com's website. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. Capital.com is a global trading platform with over half a million users. Visit Capital.com and start your trading journey today.